G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's time to catch up with Ashley Saunders from Family Voice Australia. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm going very well this week, thanks, Matt, and I hope you're having a great week filling in for Neil. Well, I tell you what, it's big shoes to fill, and uh, I've heard Neil chatting to you many times and always thought I'd love to chat to that bloke, and it's good to finally connect with you, mate. Well, that's great, and it's good to connect with your listeners uh, around Australia, um, and uh, wish you well. Thank you, mate. Well, I've always been a big fan of Family Voice Australia and uh, had the privilege of uh, connecting with some of your team over the years, Uh, and uh, I really love the fact that you guys can bring social commentary with a Christian worldview on some of the latest hot topics. One of the big uh, talking points at the moment is Israel Folau, the rugby player that uh, said something on Twitter and basically got crucified for it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, some of the commentary has been to the effect that um, somehow or other he shouldn't be allowed to have that view because we had a referendum last last year and marriage was redefined and uh, we won and you lost, so don't have that view. That's what some of the commentary sounds like. Uh, in terms of the uh, the rugby uh, union, more specifically, uh, they're trying to they're trying to to walk a fine line between keeping their sponsor happy. Qantas is their major sponsor, who of course was at the vanguard of wanting marriage redefined, and so they're trying to walk a fine line between Qantas, their major sponsor, and uh, and Israel Folau, who, to his credit, in my view, is standing on his right to continue to hold and express a view that is consistent with his biblical convictions. And so full marks to the fellow for being willing to say, um, that is my view, uh, that's a biblical view, and, uh, and that you know, there is such a thing as sin. And he didn't just stop there, because he also said that uh, in Jesus Christ there is the hope for, for, for forgiveness. And, and if someone's willing to repent, then Jesus is, uh, is able and willing to forgive. And, uh, and so one of the questions that you or your listeners might ask yourselves is, you know, what if Israel Folau wasn't the highest paid rugby player in the nation? What if he wasn't uh, probably the best rugby player in the nation? What if he was someone who was more expendable? Uh, would, they, would rugby union be trying to walk that fine line or, or would they simply say you're expendable? But remember when Israel Folau last year came out uh, during the marriage debate and said that he was opposed to same-sex marriage, that he stood in favour of uh, a biblical view of marriage, and there were calls for for him to be sacked from the team. Uh, how dare you have such views? And uh, and it's almost like you know, uh, if you express or hold any view contrary to the cultural norm, then you're to be criticised. Uh, it's all right for for Qantas. It's all right for many companies. It's all right for sports people, uh, for the AFL and the rest of it to come out and say we favour redefining marriage but don't you dare come out and hold uh, a biblical worldview so uh, it really is very interesting especially with the the radic review into religious uh, freedoms uh, being considered right now and with a report due uh, next week 
I also look on the bright side of it, Ashley. I think, you know, it's fascinating that the whole nation now knows that he's a former Mormon who's now a born-again Christian who has a strong view about heaven and hell and the gospel, and people are talking about the gospel. Uh, so let's hope that many people actually understand the message that he was trying to bring and that he was trying to, you know, the truth is when you share the gospel, you have to share the bad news and then the good news, don't you? <laughs> uh, you, you do indeed. Uh, I think when I said the religious freedom report is due next week, it's actually in the middle of May, mm-hmm. uh, but on the question that you just raised, yes, um, in, order, in order for us to take advantage um, in a right sense of the saviour, we need to first to recognise that we need a saviour and uh, sadly so much of our uh, culture today does not recognize sin, does not recognize that we actually uh, individually and collectively and, and, and as all creation, all creation needs to be redeemed. Mm, absolutely. Now on a, another sporting theme, the Commonwealth Games is on and uh, I'm just wondering your thoughts on this. Do you think there's any evidence that we'd learned from the win-at-all-cost attitude that led to the bull tampering incident? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I guess my answer is yes and no. Um, in terms of no, yeah, we, we were only just into the Commonwealth Games this time last week, and already the the commentary was about how many gold we're getting and 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 how many gold we should get and all the rest of it. So, uh, as a uh, as a nation, maybe the answer is no. But I've been really really impressed by some of the shows of great sportsmanship that's been demonstrated by Australians in the Commonwealth Games. And uh, only a day or so ago, uh, I think it was in the 10,000 women's uh, run, that when the Australian uh, competitors had finished, they waited on the track until the final competitor, who was, I think, some five minutes uh, behind the winners, uh, they waited on the track and were clapping and cheering this final runner and, and were willing her home. And I thought that that demonstrated great sportsmanship. I thought Kurt Fernley, after he uh, finished his final uh, wheelchair race on the track, I think he's got the marathon to go, but he came second in the 1500. And the way that he spoke um, after that about the enormous privilege that he's had to represent the country, but also to say that there are many other people with disabilities who haven't had the same opportunities. Uh, I thought that he demonstrated not only sportsmanship, but perhaps even statesmanship. You know, I heard an ABC News breakfast host, uh, Virginia Trioli, say the other day that she believes that every elite sport, uh, every sport in the elites, uh, there is some form of... Uh, cheating or you know something dishonest going on, and she and she's given she's up, given up sport altogether, altogether because, because of what's happened, happened recently. recently. And, uh, and uh, I thought, I thought it, it was a very, very cynical, cynical view. Uh, and and you know, there's, you know, there's it's, it's a sweeping, it's a sweeping generalization. generalization. But the reality, but the reality is, for is for us as Christians, Christians we, need we need to celebrate the sportsmen and the sportswomen that, that do have, do have integrity, integrity, that are that good role models, and we need to believe for the good in things and not the bad in everything, don't we? Yes, we do. And there's something about effort. Yeah, we, yeah, need we need to celebrate, celebrate effort, effort. And, and, and when, and when somebody, somebody does their best, best uh, if, uh, if they get a personal best, isn't that wonderful? wonderful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, even if they've done their best today, today and their, and their best, best today is short, short of their personal, personal best, best, we need, we to, need to celebrate that they've done their best. It's the spirit of competition, it's the spirit of endeavour, the spirit of achievement, and that's what we should be celebrating, not necessarily who gets what medals. 
Now, there's another uh, big topic in the news at the moment about the rise and rise of China and the potential for a military base in Vanuatu. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's potentially quite um, quite threatening to Australia and to the to the to the world more generally, in my view. You know, we've we've seen in recent years that um, China has been wanting to lay claim to what's called the South China Sea. Uh, we've seen them building artificial islands and militarising those artificial islands in what is international waters. Uh, we've seen them threaten to um, to take out uh, anybody who crosses what they now say is their their territory. For some years, they've been giving financial aid to uh, Pacific nations and now talking about putting a base on Vanuatu. We need to say that the Vanuatu government says that it's not happening, um, but there has been talk about it. There is no doubt um, that China is not only wanting to increase its influence economically, but it wants to be in a position where it can, um, if you like, enforce um, its economic rise militarily if required. And so we need to be concerned about that. And from a Christian perspective, not just in terms of what that means for, for world peace or for um, a future endeavour, but from a Christian perspective that this is happening at a time when, um, I guess, two developments in China. Firstly, that the Communist Party has been concerned that its influence over Chinese society has been on the wane, and therefore, and therefore the, communist the Communist Party is, is intentionally wanting, wanting to increase the influence, the influence of the Communist, communist Party, Party at every, at every level, level of Chinese, Chinese society, society and commerce. And commerce. So, that's, so that's, that's, that's in itself a concerning uh, development from a Christian perspective. The second one, though, is perhaps even more so, and that is that where there was... Uh, up to 10 years ago, and, and certainly in advance of the Beijing Olympics, there was uh, an, uh, an easing up of, um, of crackdowns on, on Christianity. Um, th there are now reports coming out of China um, that, um, th that in not necessarily all over China, but in many places in China, um, that Christianity is now being seen as a threat that needs to be um, uh, removed, uh, and therefore there are starting to be reports of, of increased persecution and of much less openness to Christianity. And so, as Christians around our nation, can I urge all your listeners Armour to be two. in prayer? Spending a day doing a little work and China meeting and some true blue Aussies. The Join the Farm would, Army would, of Volunteers and you'll find any number of opportunities to put your skills to use and make some great new friends and create stories, stories man that will last a lifetime. Visit www.farmarmy.com.au many times. A biblical perspective on life, culture the numbers, current events. It's probably this is the world's largest revival in the underground church in, in the history of the world. Uh, it's amazing how, you know, the, the growth of the Chinese Christian church, and I'm sure the Communist Party uh, will continue to uh, try and, uh, you know, snuff it out as much as possible. But I think those uh, Chinese Christians are some of the strongest we've heard of, aren't they? They, they really are. And I remember... I remember the account of uh, the Christian pastor who had been jailed for his faith and um, and he could get out of prison if he recanted his faith, but he refused to recant his faith. And he had a wonderful ministry in that prison of uh, bringing people to the Lord. And it got to the point where, where the jailers forged his signature on a on a recanting of faith because they wanted him out of the prison because he was being too missionally effective. And so having forged his signature, they threw him out of the prison. And a bit like uh, Uriah the Hittite in the Old Testament, uh, he didn't go home 
Um, he, he was banging on the doors of the prison saying, let me in, let me in, I have not recanted my faith. Uh, what a wonderful account that is and um, uh, how encouraging that is for Christians here in Australia who are starting to feel the tide turning mm. in terms of the extent to which Christianity is accepted in our culture. Mm. I've heard Chinese house church leaders say that whenever they were persecuted, they grew more. They were persecuted, they grew more. And uh, like you said, we're starting to see a, a mild form of persecution, certainly compared to in China. Uh, but let's hope it wakes us up uh, as uh, Christians in the West. Now, on another topic, uh, the uh, uh, the government has lost 30 successive news polls, and that was one of the tests that Malcolm Turnbull used to challenge Tony Abbott. And, you know, it's interesting. The issue raises the bigger issue of popularity versus policy effectiveness. Uh, what do you think about uh, this big news story this week? Well, it's no surprise, I think, that the Prime Minister now says, I regret that I used that as the test. Um, it does raise the larger issue. And I think it was Paul Keating who famously said something like, I'm not interested in popularity. I'm not in this for popularity. And yet um, our, our political process... Uh, really does, in my view, um, focus far too much on popularity and secondly, has far too short a focus. What is in it for um, federal government of any persuasion to uh, look to the long term and to institute uh, even medium term plans, what businesses would call strategic plans, recognising that we cannot in fact even deliver on that plan if we don't win the next election? So, so if we're going to have a plan that is longer term than three years, we need also to become popular um, so that we can be re-elected to implement that plan. I guess I have one other concern, and that is that sometimes um, the, you get the very clear impression that it's not really just about um, being elected to implement what we believe is best for the nation. Sometimes it's much more tribal than that. Um, sometimes it, it is sufficiently tribal that it's just about winning. And, uh, and I'm sure that your listeners can hearken in their minds back to any number of state or federal elections where it has just seemed that it, it's not uh, we want to be in government in order that we can implement this agenda, but rather simply we want to win or we need to win. And, and so, again, a bit like what we spoke about in a sporting sense, even in a political sense, I think sometimes the imperative of winning can become so important um, as opposed to the why you should put your confidence in us. And, uh, and if winning is all important, then obviously popularity comes into the, 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 comes into the mix. And, and is it any wonder that we find these politicians obsessed by news polls? Well, we certainly need to be praying for our politicians. Uh, there's uh, so much pressure about the uh, the 24-hour media cycle and, and the, the popularity uh, vote. But, uh, you know, we need to pray that God will raise up good leaders for the future as well. And uh, that's one thing that I know uh, you're very passionate about in what you do at Family Voice. You, uh, you speak up for family values and for righteousness in this nation. And uh, I really want to honour you, Ashley, for what you do. Uh, I really love the, the work of Family Voice. And if people want to find out more about your uh, organisation. The website is familyvoice.com.au and uh, worth connecting with you guys. I, I regularly get your emails too. Very informative. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, Ashley. God bless. Good to be with you, Matt, and uh, all the best to you and your listeners. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. 
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.